thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode on Gather Women Better Together, the podcast. I want to share some thoughts on daily obedience today from a lesson that we've created in our resource called The Journey. I'm Whitney Davis, and thank you for joining us. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about this idea called daily obedience Recently in our discipleship ministries department, we created a resource called The Journey, and The Journey was designed just to kind of take a Christ follower, a believer on a journey, um, first of learning to know Christ, and out of knowing Christ, that leads the believer to love Him, and out of loving Him, you're led to trust Him, and then when you trust Him, you're led to obey Him. And then out of obedience, you can be blessed by him. And then it leads to abiding in Christ. So that's the kind of the progression that we built that whole resource off of. I encourage you to check it out if it's something that interests you. You can find it at iphc.org slash the journey. We're going to be talking about one um, kind of concept that's in that journey, which is obedience. And I think daily obedience is a big, um, important part of this theme that we're talking about this year of flourishing. Um, We know that to grow and to flourish and to be fruitful, um, we can't just sit on the sideline and wait for it to happen. We know we kind of have to be an active participant in our faith. Um, It takes a little bit of sacrifice. It takes a little bit of time spent, actually not a little bit. (laughs) It takes a lifetime of um, dedicating yourself to the Lord, um, to knowing Him and walking with Him. And so we're going to talk about that obedience that comes in your walk with Christ today. Um, Ezra Taft Benson said, when obedience ceases to be an irritant and becomes our quest, in that moment, God will endow us with power. Knowing Jesus leads to loving and trusting him. We can walk successfully in obedience to Jesus out of a heart of love and trust. This foundation causes the believer to obey not out of duty or fear, but out of a heart full of love, faith, and devotion. So we are going to just explore a few concepts um, from the Old Testament and the New Testament, Um, just some examples that will help us see how important it is to make obedience in our daily living a part of the quest of our faith. I want to take us first um, to thoughts on obedience from Saul. And we're going to be reading briefly here for a minute from 1 Samuel chapter 15. I'm going to start in verse 3. We're going to jump around a little bit, but I'll let you know where we are headed. 1 Samuel 15, 3. Now go and attack Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have and do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, infant and nursing child, ox and sheep, camel and and donkey. If you jump down to verse nine, it says, but Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatlings, the lamb, and all that was good and were unwilling to utterly destroy them, but everything despised and worthless that they utterly destroyed. And then if you jump down to verse 19, we're going to go 19 through 22. It says, why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you swoop down on the spoil and do evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said to Samuel, but I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me and brought back Agag, king of Amalek. I have utterly destroyed the Amalekites, but the people took of the plunder, sheep and oxen, the best of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice to the Lord our God in Gilgal. 
So Samuel said, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. So we've heard that phrase before, to obey is better than sacrifice. In this uh, passage of scripture in 1 Samuel 15, um, we do, we find this story of King Saul choosing to offer a sacrifice to God over obedience to him. So at the beginning of the chapter, the prophet Samuel, he is given a specific message to Saul. God wants him to destroy the entire Amalekite nation because the nation has opposed Israel. So Saul gathered an army and he killed them all, except for the Amalekite king Agag, whom they held captive. Only the worthless livestock was destroyed and the lives of the best animals were spared. So God became angry with Saul and Saul's justification was that he had saved the best livestock to offer as a sacrifice. And while this may seem noble, Saul wasn't obedient to the original command. Any sacrifice Saul could offer would not be an adequate substitution for obedience. So the root of sacrifice is obligation, but obedience is rooted in love. Sacrifice may check off some box on a list that we have created ourselves but we have to watch our motives. Sacrifice and obedience reveal two different heart conditions. So one tends to result from a sense of duty and the other flows out of a heart of love and trust. Sacrifice tends to be self-focused while obedience is more God-focused. And we also know that partial obedience is not obedience, which is what we see happening in this story. The more that we know Jesus, the more we love him, it is out of this love for the Father that our obedience then follows. So really there's one only sufficient sacrifice and that's the death of Jesus on the cross. And so it's really important for us to remember that our obedience is far greater than sacrifice because it reveals a heart that is in love with Jesus. We have to remember that partial obedience is not obedience when we try and insert ourselves and our own selfish motives and our own selfish ways and think that we know better. Um, that's when we start to get into, um, into some trouble. Next, we're going to talk about thoughts on obedience from Paul. Um, and for this, we're going to visit Romans. We're going to go to Romans chapter six, go down to verse 16, if you're following along, but I'll read it to you here. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one slave whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness? So Paul, whose original name was Saul, he first shows up in the Bible at Stephen's stoning, which you can find in Acts 7. Initially, he was known for persecuting the church, and Saul encountered Christ on the road to Damascus and had a dramatic transfer transformation. And this transformation, um, when it happened, it even caused a name change. He was Saul and then became Paul. And Paul became a champion of the gospel after this conversion. His teaching proclaimed that we are no longer under the law of Moses and that God's grace will always cover our sin. So why should Christians not indulge in sin and disobedience? 
Um, In Romans 6, Paul explains that we are not slaves to sin anymore because our old self has been crucified. He suggests that we still have a daily choice. We will walk in obedience and not let sin reign in our bodies or continue in disobedience and sin. Um, Our old habits, our ways of thinking that still come naturally to us. Um, But then Paul argues or he urges us to stop giving ourselves over to that evil nature and instead urges us to surrender to God. If we are alive in Christ, we should not live like sin still owns us. Continuing to walk in disobedience leads to a life of voluntary slavery. Voluntary slavery. Instead, we should live as slaves to righteousness. Sin always will lead us to death, while walking in obedience to Christ will lead us to freedom. You know, Paul, he went on uh, to be so radically changed that instead of stamping out Christianity, his mission became to see the gospel spread throughout the Roman world. So, you know, actually, despite having once been a slave to sin, Paul now walked out a life of obedience. So I think his story does give us hope that poor choices that we have made in the past do not have to rule our lives anymore. Um, And the the transforming work of Jesus makes us new. So we choose obedience from a heart of love for Christ that leads us to righteousness. Um, If we talk about this concept of daily obedience, um, I'd love for you to go with me to Titus. We're going to visit Titus 3, 1 through 7. It says, remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing all humility to all men. For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So why is obedience hard for us? Um, We know that Christ considers our obedience greater than sacrifice. And we also know that living a life of obedience to Christ leads to righteousness. So let's explore how this knowledge kind of impacts our daily lives. To obey Jesus, we must know what he expects of his followers. You know, it is impossible to live a life of obedience without spending time in the word of God. We must be committed to a lifetime of learning to know Jesus more and more. And when we discover what he commands, we must must not just be hearers only, but we must also be doers of what is instructed. In Titus 3, Paul relays instructions for godly living. We're reminded to live obedient and kind lives, showing respect and humility to all people, including those in authority. And we're told to be ready for every good work and speak evil of no one. We know that we were once disobedient, deceived, foolish, living in hate and envy and serving selfish pleasures. Um, If we're honest, we probably still struggle with these things at times. But praise the Lord, we are now free from that bondage. As Christ followers, by the kindness and the mercy of our Savior, we can be free. And that same grace has been 
been extended to us. Um, and therefore we must extend that to others. We should avoid foolish controversy and arguments really because they're not beneficial. The truth of God's mercy is profitable and will spur us on in doing good. We are even cautioned to guard our thought life, um, pull down strongholds, cast down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And that's from second Corinthians 10. You know, walking in obedience every day means dying to our sinful nature, our thoughts and actions, and choosing to walk in obedience. It means laying aside our selfish desires, fixing our eyes on Jesus, and it means spending time every day in prayer, worship, study of the word. Our homes, our work, and our relationships with others should all be impacted by our commitment to walk in obedience, to obey Jesus out of a heart that loves loves and trust him leads to righteousness. I think as women, we tend to be um, sacrificial by nature sometimes. So I just encourage you to be on guard to live in balance and don't lose sight of the importance of living a life of obedience. We also just live in a, in a very busy, a very distracted world. And I think it's just important to remember that it takes discipline sometimes to walk in obedience. Obedience. Um, it takes discipline to set our mind on Christ. It takes discipline when we wake up in the morning not to pick up our phone and it be the first thing that we look at. But may we take a break. May we pause. May we breathe in and out. May we thank the Lord for the breath that He has given us for being our Savior. May we be still and listen. May we spend time in His Word that we know Him because when we learn more about Him, we learn His character. When we learn who He is, we fall more in love with Him. And then when we love Him, it's so much easier to trust Him. And out of a heart of trust for Him, then it's easy to obey Him. But we always, always, always must continually come to Him daily in sacrifice, laying aside our selfish desires, laying aside our selfish motives to sit at the feet of Jesus, to hear from Him, and to walk in obedience with obedient hearts. Um, for it's here that we'll really see fruitfulness. It's in it's in our obedience that we'll, we'll flourish. Um, here's a few questions for you to think about. How do you define obedience to Christ? Think about that this week. Sit down, maybe journal your thoughts a little bit. What, how would you define it? What does obedience to Christ look like? What does actively choosing to obey God look like in your day-to-day -day life? What are practical ways you can choose obedience daily? And then lastly, remember that relationships can be difficult, but we can demonstrate obedience in relationships with other, others, even when it's difficult. What does this look like for you in the relationships where there's tension and the relationships you struggle um, to keep in unity? Take some time this week to reflect on how you demonstrate obedience to the Father. Write out your thoughts on what you learned through this reflection and what you can improve on and learn to be faithful in the little things. Just as Jesus said in Luke 16, 10, make good use of your time this week, redeeming the moments by taking advantage of opportunities to share your faith, to pray, to read scripture, to spend time in worship, to spend time in daily obedience to Christ. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Psalm 1, 
one through two. This lesson is also adapted um, from the journey, which you can find on our website, like I mentioned before. But I just encourage you today to don't give up. Stay faithful in the small things. Obedience to Christ um, is worth it and will transform your life. Thanks for listening to Gather, Women Better Together. Gather is a resource from IPHC Women. We hope that this podcast is a place of encouragement and inspiration, no matter what season of life you are in. Don't forget to subscribe. This helps us reach more women. And please leave us a review or comment. We love to hear from you. Find more episodes at IPHC.org slash gather podcast. We truly believe women are better together.